This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Kim Best. And I'm like, does anyone know anything about this? Okay, well, I'm going to start it, I guess. (laughs) And it's always been this moment of... um, Like seeing possibilities in front of you and just taking a step in that direction and saying, well, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? You know, I feel like I'm quoting music here. I think it's a, uh, what's this band? Shoot, I can't think of them right now. Someone has to tell us what song that is. (laughs) Incubus? I think Incubus. Anyway, um, yeah, they have a song like that. So... So it's been this moment of um, seeing gaps or seeing holes in front of me and then wanting to fill them and kind of searching out to see if anyone else has done it before me and then saying, okay, well, I guess it's going to be me. (laughs) Why not? I'm more than capable of taking those steps and trying out those things. So let me just go for it and see what happens. And so far, it's been a really fun ride. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Kim Best. If you missed part one, it was released last week, so go ahead and check that out on your podcast player. In that episode, we talked about some of Kim's lived experiences, and in this episode, we talk about what she plans moving forward to make a difference for our profession as a whole, and for us as individuals uh, to feel connected and inspired and feel validated in our experiences, that we're not alone. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe to the show. It's free and is the best way to support the show. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help the podcast be more visible so that more people can find this type of content. You can also support us by following us on social media. We're at Music Therapy Chronicles and consider joining our group on Facebook uh, and let us know what you think of certain episodes, what your thoughts are, what you want to see more on the show. I'd love to hear your feedback. And lastly, you can support the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash music therapy chronicles. That link is always in the show notes. All right, let's get into part two with Kim. So... 
going forward, I'm sure you can see like a million different avenues, but do you want to like create jobs to then give to people? Do you want to employ people? Do you want to subcontract? Do you just kind of want to do this association thing and see things grow? Like, what do you think you're leaning towards right now? I wish I could say all of the above. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But I am one person. Mm. So so what I see is um, what I feel deep down within myself is the best case scenario is more established programs within organizations or facilities or companies. So that means employee positions Mm. within that entity. Um, because that's what I've seen at least around me are the programs that, um, stay the longest and are most established and then build more positions and things like that. So what I hope to do is, um, create programs, establish them, maybe hire more people and start an internship. And then eventually, because I don't think me as a person, like, I don't think I can stay in one place too long. Like, I just want to, like, chase the new thing. So eventually, I could see myself handing that over to someone, mm-hmm. passing it along to the next music therapist to continue its legacy or whatever. And then at the same time, there are all these other things that I'm interested in, like creating a New York State Association and... Um, Um, developing more things for new music therapists to have a better time Mm. within the profession Um, that I think I'm always going to have my own business and then just kind of have my hands in a few different things at the same time. Ultimately, it would be awesome to be a, a consultant for programs that want to develop music therapy positions. That would be like the dream, but I don't think we're there yet. (laughs) I don't think the world understands or knows about music therapy enough to want to hire someone, like to pay someone to start those things. I think it's still like baby steps to start those programs still. Um, But yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have my hands on a lot of different things at the same time, but still having those, those three core things, like as the bedrock of my work, like helping the community of music therapists, developing more programs and helping the rate of pay increase. Cause here in Rochester, it's really not great. Um, and I think people are so desperate to just get, take a job like just have a job in music therapy that they're willing to sacrifice the pay Mm -hmm. and that probably happens all over the place with music therapy but it's going to take people kind of putting their foot down and saying no I'm not going to take this job because of because the pay is not it, it it does not value me as a person and the work that I'm doing and the training that went into this work mm. and all of the money that I have to pay back in student loans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. <clears throat> yes, I know. Yup. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of that, that, um, a lot of all of this, what I'm passionate about, the holes that I have seen has also led me to speak up 
and be really honest about things, having to say no to contracts or employee position jobs because the pay was not good enough. Um, and it's funny because I've always been someone to speak my mind and be really honest about things. I, I call it my inner Jersey girl <laughs> because if you guys are from, if, if any of you are from New Jersey, you know that the culture is different, that, that New York city, New Jersey thing is like, man, we're, we're, um, we're bold. We're strong. We're going to say it like it is. And, um, it, when I, like when I do that, I'm still kind and compassionate, but maybe because I grew up in that area, I'm not as afraid to say these things mm. and call them out. And what I've noticed is happening. I'm really, um, I'm on Instagram like all the time. I'm, that's like the platform that I love, um, the most. And I've started sharing things specifically about my journey as a music therapist, like man, isn't it hard? Can we say that? Like, mm. isn't it difficult being in this profession? And yeah, I, I, um, don't feel like any other music therapist. Sometimes I feel out of place. Sometimes I feel like, man, do I not like music enough to be in this profession? Like there's so many things that I think all of us feel and think and experience along the way, even my time with other music therapy businesses that are not talked about. And I think it's because we're such a small profession and we're fighting so hard just to have a job mm. and just to, you know, create a living for ourselves that it's like, God forbid we say something bad about the field or we say something that doesn't feel good. Like then the public perception is going to be like, oh, music therapy is not great. You know, like, but I don't think that that's the case. I think that as we get a little more honest, we talk about it more. We as a community, we as music therapists as a whole are just going to become stronger. When we start to come together more, more, we can do it. Um, then we are going to be a stronger force in the world to show people what we do and the science and the research behind it and how impactful this can be for people. Mm. So what I've seen on Instagram is I'll start to talk about things and then people are like, Kim, it feels like you're voicing my thoughts. It feels like you're in my head right now. And I'm like, well, I'm not in your head, but I've, basically what it is is I've had the same experience as you as a new professional as someone in this small field being confused between what I learned in school and then what the reality is and wanting to change that mm. because I've seen so many of my friends so many of my former um, classmates in school leave the field and many probably because of these difficulties it is very challenging being a music therapist. <laughs> Let's get honest about it. Um, and so I, I've been finding a lot more people um, finding comfort and validation in the things that I share. Um, so there's more things coming to uh, support music therapists like, like you and me to keep going and not 
feel like the only way forward is to leave the field, Mm. you know? Do you want to tell us or tease some of those things that you're creating and getting ready to put out into the world? Sure, definitely. Um, Oh, it's so exciting. And I'm also very scared about it because it's like whenever you take a big step in business or in life, it's like, okay, am I going to fall down on my face and like, I can't get up, you know, like it's it's a scary thing to take these moves. So um, some things coming up are, um, I guess the first thing is I'm starting a podcast. Lots of cheering. Oh my goodness, (laughs) the podcast world. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the podcast world. Thank you. (laughs) And um, it's basically because I have all these thoughts and I say all these things and I think, I think there needs to be another platform that I share them on, mm-hmm. not just Instagram. So um, I'm starting a podcast, and it's called Not Your Average Music Therapist. Yeah. Yay. So you can find, you can find that. I mean, it's me, but it's really, I hope it to be a community um, on Instagram at Music Therapist Pod. And not your average music therapist was just way too long of a name. (laughs) (laughs) And I consulted people. I'm like, what do you think about this name? And I was talking with my younger brother, who's just a brilliant artist. And he's like, you know what, Kim? It looks like you're reading the alphabet. (laughs) 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 Okay, maybe I have to change the Instagram handle. But that's the name. Um, So the Instagram handle is music therapist pod. The name is not your average music therapist. And the whole premise is um, with these challenges that we face as music therapists, especially new music therapists, it feels like you're the only one going through what you're going through. Mm. It can be very lonely. You can be in a a state where you're the only music therapist for miles and miles and miles. And that is so isolating. And you might not feel like quote unquote, the average music therapist. So that's why I named it Not Your Average Music Therapist, Mm -hmm. to bring to light these stories and these difficulties and music therapists who have come into this field from different ways and music therapists who have gone on to different things, kind of like sharing all the different avenues of music therapy and of music therapists in the world. And then kind of getting back to this place, well, we're all different, but we're all kind of the same. Mm. So maybe we all are that average music therapist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to hear what comes up and to listen to the show and see how it grows. There's so many other things I'm working on, but that's like the one that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. (laughs) So good. That's exciting. Welcome to the podcast community. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. And it's so cool to be on a podcast like before I do my podcast. too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Are there any other things you want to get into before our rapid fire questions? I, I don't, I don't know. I think I just want to reiterate like music therapists, we are stronger together. Hmm. Um, it can feel like our world is competitive, 
but isn't it good if we all do that new thing that we're thinking of even if someone else is doing a similar thing like I think we need more of us doing those things agreed so we're stronger together yeah well said well said (laughs) thank you all righty coffee or tea tea and you probably know that if you if anyone follows me on instagram i have a cup of tea in my hand like every day i can relate yes so good early bird or night owl oh night owl for sure and i'm often woken up while well i guess i'm not fully sleeping yet but i'm kept awake with ideas and things that I want to put out into the world. And so a lot of my work happens in the wee hours of the night or the morning, I guess. I remember not that long ago, you posted like the big roll of paper that you wrote a business plan on. It was a business plan, right? And like, you were like, I was up till three writing this and it couldn't be like a document. It had to be (laughs) art. I needed the giant paper. And I was like, why have I never thought of that? Because I'll do mind maps. But, like, a mind okay. map in my notebook, and I'm like, I am so limited by this notebook. You only have a page. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed something bigger that could hold my entire mind map. Yes. <laughs> and I remember that day in specific. So my husband and I, we talk about everything about life every single day. I could talk with him forever, and I'm so grateful that I will be. And... um I remember that day, like we were talking about my business and my steps moving forward as a music therapist. And he said this to me, he's like, well, Kim, remember like in college, we met in college and he's like, remember in college, like everything you did was like at night and like you always stayed up before that test and that's when you studied and you always wrote your paper the day before it was due or the night before the, it was, or the morning that it was due. Like it was always kind of that last minute late night thing. He's like, don't be afraid to do that. Mm. Like I will be okay if I'm sleeping and you have to work on your stuff. Like, and almost like having him say that out loud gave me permission to mm. just do what the flow of my creativity was. Yeah. And just do it. And I had had other people that I was consulting with or talking with about, like, I have all these ideas. There's all these things that I want to do with my business. But it's just like a big bundle of a mess in my head. And I need to get it out. And I need to organize it. Mm. And they're like, okay, let's do the spreadsheet. Or, like, okay, let's let's set up a, a document. And we can, like, both work on it. And none of that worked. It yeah. was like nothing was working. And I'm like, okay, I am a creative being. And I love, I love the visual arts and obviously I went into doing calligraphy. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I found this huge roll of paper at a garage sale for like two bucks and I've never used it. I guess it's time to use it. And then it was like the middle of the night and I'm just like going forever, just getting things out of my head just as long as I could. And then it was like 3 a.m. and I'm like, okay, I need to sleep. Yeah. It's almost like we think we have these healthier habits, but sometimes it's, like you said, going with the flow of who we are. Mm -hmm. Like we think, oh, getting up early is a good habit and staying up late is not a good habit. And like all these things we're told, but like, if that's the the cycle of your body, honor that and you'll go so much further. It's so true. Yeah. Something that I started doing, um, I feel like 2020 for me has been the year of like 
um, prioritizing my health mm. <laughs> and me as a person really. And so something I started doing is, um, uh, working with a naturopathic doctor, mm. naturopathic medicine, if anyone's heard about that. Um, it's basically using natural ways for healing and wellness, which hello, music therapy is like right, <laughs> right in there with it. Um, and I remember telling her like, yeah, I stay up really late and, and then I get up later. It's like, I'm not the type of person to get up at like five or 6 a.m. Like I get up probably around nine, nine thirty, like, and that feels good for my body, but I feel like it's not right or it's not okay. And she's like, no, don't say that. Your body is your body and you need to do what your body, like what feels good for your body. Mm. And so hearing a doctor tell me that was like, okay. I guess my rhythm of being a night owl is okay. And I want to accept that. And I'm going to try my best not to schedule music therapy things in the morning Mm. (laughs) for that reason, because I have better energy like in the afternoon and night. So good one. Mm -hmm. Your music therapy elevator speech. Oh, Oh, it's so hard. I, I feel like it depends on the person. Okay. Well, here goes nothing. <laughs> music therapy is this way where you can work towards wellness in a therapeutic relationship with someone who with, with someone who's trained and use these creative ways of doing music to reach your goals. And so you may be working with or you may know someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. Did you know that music is still alive and active in their brains and they can connect with that. Like I had this one woman who couldn't say this sentence. And yet when we sang, you are my sunshine, she sang every single word to that song. And then her family saw her in a different way, not as someone with an illness, but as that person that they loved. Hmm. I can keep going with that. And I probably would in a real situation, but all of you know what music therapy is. (laughs) I usually try to just give a lot of examples so people can like feel what it's like. Yeah. Good. Something you'd tell your younger self. Mm. Um, hmm. Don't give up on you. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, I, I feel like so many of us can relate with this being within a helping profession. Um, we, we often put others needs before our own, um, or it's easier for, for us to help other people than to help ourselves. And I'm also an Enneagram too, if anyone knows the Enneagram. <laughs> and so that is very um, consistent with, with that kind of a personality to put others before our own selves. And so, um, yeah, don't give up on you. Put yourself first. Hmm. Your favorite self-care practice. So it's, it's really interesting because as a music therapist, people often look to me as the 
guru on music (laughs) or, you know, like the music person. And um, besides my music therapy work, um, my life isn't all that full of music. Mm. You know, I play flute for myself. That's my main instrument. And my husband is a drummer and music producer. So I hear music all the time. Um, but music is not my go-to form of expression and self-care. And this probably won't come as a surprise, especially if you read the very, very lengthy posts that I put on Instagram. (laughs) They're like way too long. I hit the limit like every time, but my, my go-to form of, um, self-care is writing. Which makes sense if I look back as a kid, I always had a journal. Hmm. I always had my diary, you know, whatever I called it, whatever I thought was cool at the time to call it. And, um, and now I've, I've kind of let myself express my words through poetry and just seeing where they go. And it's the one creative art where um, things just like pop in my head and it's like I have to run with them. It's like, I don't know if anyone's ever read um, Big Magic. I literally was just thinking that. Oh, my goodness. It is so good. (laughs) Have you read it? Yeah, I was picturing the part where she talks about the tiger and pulling the poem in backwards. Is that what you're thinking? Yep. Or like the thing in the air and you just have to like grasp it and pull it down. That's what words are like for me. Mm. It's like I want to craft this beautiful masterpiece of art And it's like, I just don't know what color it is. And then it's like a a drop of color drops down on my head. And I'm like, oh, I could use this blue. Okay. And then it's like this flow that happens and keeps going. And um, I don't have that same type of flow with music, which feels odd to me. Or I'm like, okay, am I like not a real music therapist? Because I don't, you know, use music for myself in that way. No, I think I am still a real music therapist. And my self-care and my creative expression is words, is mm. poetry, is writing. Um, I don't know. just happened that way. <laughs> yeah. Something that's currently adding value to your life. Hmm. Um, well, I am in the northeast of the United States and here especially in New York state, we have beautiful, beautiful autumn, autumns, I guess you could say. Um, and something that's adding value is just spending time in nature, even though it's a little colder and I really do not like the cold. Um, Mm -hmm. I am loving seeing the fall foliage, seeing all of the leaves change. And like my husband and I just went on a drive this morning and it's just so cool to see like, oh, that's red over there and that's orange and yellow. And those are still green, but like that tip over there is changing a little bit. Like it's bringing me so much joy. And it's like, those are some moments throughout my week where I'm like still Hmm. and I'm, um, recognizing and like holding like all of the earth within my eyes that's what it feels like you know seeing the colors change and and um remembering all the the beautiful lessons that we can take from nature you know that that there's beauty in death you know Mm -hmm. these leaves are dying these trees are are um cozying up for the winter and letting the leaves go and and we can do that too 
Yeah. I also love the cycle of seasons and the reminders that each season brings us and the different um, waves of like inspiration and Mm -hmm. I don't even know what word I'm thinking of, but just how in each season there's a different vibe and it's, it's a good reminder that you can go with that, with whatever that is. So good. And one thing I didn't bring up before, but okay, not only am I doing my own podcast, (laughs) but I'm also doing another podcast with a very good friend of mine. So I don't want to like announce anything yet, but what you said about seasons and the life cycle and things changing um, is a hint for what it's called. I'm so excited. (laughs) And what it's going to be like. I'm ready. (laughs) All right, your favorite song or intervention to use in a session? Hmm. Okay, I will talk a little bit about um, one that I've been using um, more recently, especially with groups. And I actually use this online too, and I had some music therapists join, which was really cool. It's, it's cool to have like either yourself or other um, music therapy professionals like experience what music therapy is like mm-hmm. like like doing it for yourself um, so I learned this from a music therapist in New York City Maya Benatar and um, I was at a trauma-informed CMTE it was at Montclair State University in New Jersey and so she taught us all about being trauma-informed and all of that. And then um, the second half of the day was this experiential. And then she told us how we can use it in our own practices and in our own work. And it really resonated with me. And I've loved using it. So it's a, essentially a listening activity where you pick a song. And I guess that's really the hardest part of your job with the activity is picking the right song for the right moment for the right people and through this activity you listen to this song all together three separate times um and the first time you instruct the group or the people or the individual to focus on themselves and what is happening in your body while you're listening to this song? Do you notice your toe tapping? Do you feel yourself tense or do you feel yourself relaxing throughout the song? Like, what is your inner world like? Are there any images that come up in your mind? And then after the first time you, you verbally process that together and then you listen to it a second time and the second time is the client's opportunity to express themselves Mm. in some sort of creative art, probably. So you can have musical instruments there for them to access, or you can have um, art supplies. I know when Maya did it, she had um, mandalas or just like like blank sheets of paper with a circle, and then you can create a mandala on there. And um, we also had scarves for people to dance. but it was a personal self-expression during, with the song. So that was the second time. And then the third time, which is a little tricky to do over telehealth, but you can tweak it a little bit, is like a community experience with the song. 
So now not only are we listening to it, but we are going to express together. So maybe that's just making eye contact with the person on the other side of the room, or maybe that's passing an instrument to someone or playing an instrument together or drawing on the same page or adding my art to your art or dancing together. Um, and then after the experiential, you then again verbally process what happened, what came up, how did it feel, what, what did the last time feel compared with the second time or the first time listening, um, did the song open itself up to you? Did it did it seem different the last time you heard it? Did you did it feel like you understood the meaning of the song more? Like you can imagine all the processing that you can do with that. And I've done this online where the third time listening people on Zoom write in the chat box ah. and then like comment on something that someone else shared or encouraged someone with some, some nice words. Um, so I guess that's the way that you can do it online. But it's a beautiful um, intervention to use and a really, really cool activity. And um, again, I think the hardest part of it is picking the right song mm. for the right people. And actually, the first time that I did this was with a caregiver group of, of people caring for those with Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm. And I wound up just writing a song for them. And I, I, I was able to record it so that it, I wasn't playing music in the moment, but it was almost as if it was like someone else, um, doing the music. Yeah. So they really, they, they had a really good, um, experience with that. And because I wrote my own song, I was able to cater the lyrics and the sound to what the group goals were how beautiful it's really cool thank you Maya (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome okay so the last question is how can the listeners find you and connect with you yes oh I love I love connecting with other music therapists it's like one of my favorite things um so the best place to find me is on Instagram at Kim Best Creative. Um, and please do send me a direct message saying hi. And, and you know, I, I'm all for real and authentic connections, um, even on social media. So, it, you know, whether or not you follow me, if you send me a direct message, like I'm going to send you a message back because I realize you are a real person on the other side of the internet. (laughs) You have feelings and a life and I just want to get to know you. So Instagram is, is the best place. And if anyone is interested, I also love sending, um, letters in the mail, pretty cards. Um, so if you connect with me online, um, we can, become like pen pals or send letters back and forth (laughs) it's like really an old school way of connecting but what the heck (laughs) it's special though in that way it's like it's something different and I actually it it was really cool because just today I got a letter in the mail back from a music therapist that I had written to so it's just so cool to feel connected with other music therapists um, in this field and feel like we're not so alone yeah. So yes, I would love to connect. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me. Uh, my name's Kim Best. 
my business is on there too, Kim Best Music Therapy, but um, honestly, the best place is Instagram. <laughs> I'm there all the time. Awesome. I will link all that so it's easy for people to find. Oh, sweet. Thank you for making the time to be on the show and tell us oh, about your welcome. upcoming podcasts, plural. I we'll know. keep our eyes peeled for those. <laughs> yeah, but oh, what you're so doing exciting. is so important um, for us mm. to feel connected and, like you said, for continuity of care and making... Yeah. Um, the situation for music therapists more beneficial for our clients and also more beneficial for ourselves so we can mm -hmm. offer quality services and they can receive quality services so thank yeah, you for the work so that we all stick around <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding uh, all right <laughs> oh awesome. it's been such an honor talking with you and I definitely did a lot of talking <laughs> that's okay so hopefully this isn't too long <laughs> no it's a podcast it's all about so talking Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, you too. I hope you enjoyed that episode and are feeling connected and inspired to know that you're not alone and you can also make a difference in whatever gap you see anywhere you feel like something could just be improved or better connected or you're feeling inspired to make a change or to create something that has not yet been created. This is your sign to do that thing, to try something new even if it's scary and intimidating um, because so many people will resonate with it and benefit from whatever your idea could be <laughs> that's actually how this podcast got started <laughs> it was just an idea in my head a couple people said yeah that'd be okay and we're about a year and a half in and still going strong so thank you so much to you the listener for making the time to listen to this show each week uh, and for your reviews for following us on social media for emailing me your thoughts and connecting with me I so appreciate hearing your feedback and what episodes really resonated with you or who you want to hear on the show I love when there's a dialogue because I don't necessarily love hearing my own voice which is ironic because I have this podcast so I love feeling like you guys are talking back. So please reach out to me uh, in any way you feel comfortable. I'd love to hear from you. If you or someone you know wants to be on the show, you can let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. As always, if you aren't already, subscribe to the show and follow us on social media uh, and consider becoming a patron on patreon.com. Our quote this week comes from Brene Brown. Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen. <laughs>